Welcome to the Hog Call Podcast. This is Chad. And this is Tim. Be sure to subscribe to the Hog Call on your favorite podcast directory. iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, whatever you'd like, we're on them all. The Hog Call is only live, real-time, uncut, uncensored, Razorback podcast. Created by fans for fans. Friend us on Facebook at Hog Call Podcast or follow us on Twitter at Hog Call Podcast. Chad runs the Facebook page and Tim runs the Twitter page. Support the Hog Call Podcast by helping us spread the word. Give us a five-star rating and leave a comment, even if it's just Go Hogs. This will go a long way to allow other Razorback fans find the podcast more easily. If you'd like to throw a tip our way, you can support the podcast financially by clicking on the link in the show description. We're counting on fan support. Do you have something Hog Call Nation needs to hear? Leave a voicemail by clicking the link in the description below or send an email to hogcallpodcast.gmail.com. Well, it's good to get that mess out of the way. How's it going, Tim? I'll tell you what, Tim. I have had a wild go of things with this new Mac that I got in the M1 processor. And uh, just making sure like it was set up and it was ready to go. And I was just really surprised how, you know, going from the Intel processor to the M1 processor on, on the new Mac, how many settings had to be adjusted just so everything would work correctly again. So we got it done. We're good to go, and uh, we're rocking and rolling right now, man. I'm excited. Glad you got it figured out. I do like that. I'm excited. Uh, I'm going to have to step up my game and get me an M1 too, so Hog Call can really get, get rocking and rolling for the new season. I'll tell you, man. I'm The way this is, with the way we can see each other and we can hang out during the podcast is just amazing, and... Really soon, I think, really soon, we'll be streaming the podcast via video, and that's going to be neat, I think, for everybody on YouTube, instead of just, you know, listening to it on YouTube. But I know I know a lot of folks enjoy listening to it on there also. Yeah, I did. Listening has its um, definitely positives. You can listen to it on, a, on your phone, riding around, or mm-hmm. whatever you're doing at the house. You don't have to watch, but watching it will be kind of cool. Um, for everybody to kind of see, um, having both mediums is going to be awesome. And kind of, kind of going back to which, uh, if you go back and listen to season one, what we were doing, the kind of headphones and <laughs> microphones I was using, and now how kind of every every season I've added, I've added these things. And uh, I think my next step is to, especially going live stream, I think I'm I'm ready to get a um, better camera, not just use my my Max. Uh, you know, uh, camera that's already on here. I would like to get one, kind of like you. I'm jealous. Your setup's awesome. I got um, a, I got a very come... old HD Logitech camera. You could probably pick this thing up for thirty bucks. I bet on uh, Amazon. Oh, it looks good. <laughs> the thirty bucks, thirty bucks works for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I don't, I'm not, I'm not trying to blow a ton of money, but I'm just trying to have fun, you know. But I think yours looks excellent, also. So it, either way. Um, Man, man, it's good to be back. I'll tell you what, I'm excited to be back. This is like the, just so everybody knows, this is like the pre, 
uh, episode that you guys are going to get before we start really getting into everything and start digging into the teams and start digging into the, the Razorbacks and the practices and all that kind of stuff. Tonight, we're just going to kind of go over a little bit of everything and just talk about what we've missed out on uh, when we were gone and just kind of go over where we think the Razorbacks are at and how we think they're doing. But before we do that, I got to tell you, you need to go sign up for the Hog Call Podcast Fantasy Football League. You got a chance for first place to win a t-shirt and you need to go sign up for that right now. That way we can have an excellent Hog Call uh, Fantasy Podcast uh, season this year. And I'll put the link in the uh, description below. Yes, I'm going to throw that out on Twitter as well, especially since this episode is up. Um, We're excited to do the Fantasy League again. Mm -hmm. I've got it scheduled for week zero, kind of like we did the first, first year of the Fantasy. We didn't have one. Due to the craziness of the um, of 2020 football season this year, but I believe with with teams, a lot of teams getting um, vaccinated and protocols being that uh, it'll be more of a consistent player players you can choose from. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. But the, the schedule is week zero, kind of a few of those games. Um, maybe maybe doing that. If you can't make it, I still want you to sign up. Have have your pre ordered roster. I know it's hard to get everybody. To sign up for a football league, but we want you to join. It's going to be a fun season. It's something kind of we can all look at on Saturdays in the fall. Um, I'm, I'm really excited to do. We had a lot of fun a couple of years ago. Really competitive for for the duration of the football season. Oh, and uh, yeah, so yeah. It I'm was looking forward to it. I'm going to throw it out there. Please sign up. It was awesome. It was competitive. It was fun as heck. Uh, last time, I think. <laughs> We did have somebody like from LSU sign up and, and wound up winning the thing. So man, we need we need you Razorback fans signing up more of us than there are the them. But we're kinda opening it up to the public. You know, we let everybody, you know, jump in there and play. And uh it's it's great fun. And it's fun to talk about, you know, on the podcast and just kinda you know, go over how everything's going and, and how it went. And it's just a great communal experience that we can all have together. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was crazy for that LSU fan. It's like, hey, you put it in the chest. Oh, you think everybody will think I'm crazy if you draft all LSU players? It's like, ha ha, do it. And of course, the year somebody does that, that's when they win a national championship and <laughs> Joe Burrow wins the Heisman, throws for uh, 4,000 yards. So it was a heck of a season to do it, but I dare him to do it that again this year. <laughs> yeah, right? That's not going to work twice. I dare him to do it again. It's <laughs> not going to work twice. <laughs> it is not. But, um, you but know, it'll he be did fun it. knocking off. Yeah. He did it. He, he did won. It. You know, he won. So. I don't know. I haven't seen anybody desecrate the T-shirt yet or do anything crazy with it. So hopefully, hopefully, he, like, at least put it know. on a coat hanger and put it in the closet. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's taken care of. <laughs> wearing around all the time. It's a really cool shirt. Definitely. You'll get a prize for one. Yeah. If you don't want to play for a chance to win the shirt and you just want a shirt, you can go buy one on the website hogcall.com so they're they're right there and there's also i mean we got a few things on there we got like shirts and i don't know just a few different things that you could choose from but uh they're they're pretty good nice quality i, I wear it yeah i do too i, I love i love wearing them and nobody else made 1909 100 year anniversary of national championship uh apparel or anything yep. coffee mugs are cool all, all kinds of stuff on there 
um, got a nice store for everybody. But that 1909. <laughs> no, I'm just thinking about it. Every time, every time we talk about the 1909 uh, championship, I, I always think, man, yeah, and that that the uh, the uh, you know having the schedule on the back to start with the scores. It's just mm. <laughs> it's awesome, man. Oh yeah, and I love those some those some of those teams would be like Oklahoma and LSU and just shutting out a lot of teams and mm-hmm. we we're best in the nation that year and um, yeah. but but it's just a different thing. It's a niche thing. It supports the podcast so we can get things like new new uh, you know microphones and so you can enjoy it. And it's like wow, that really sounds now it sounds good and you can really enjoy it and and we want you to be a part of it. Obviously, we're the what longest running uh, fan podcast. A lot, of, a lot of come and go. A lot of come, like some pretenders have come since we started it, mm-hmm. and they've fallen by the wayside because we're the best. Well, and, there, were some, uh, there were some guys not, that not were, ashamed to know it. There were some guys that were out there prior to us, you know, and they, they were rocking and rolling, and, and they they I guess decided to shut it down or whatever. It is what it is, man. Uh, so you know, you got you got to do what you got to do. Uh, I understand. I mean, it gets grueling. It gets tiring. It's hard to it's hard to do this. We have to we have to take time off uh, during certain parts of the year so that we can put all of our attention into football and basketball. And we try to get through baseball, but it seems like every year it's like, all right, you know what? I'm going to just drop off, and then we'll pick up in the in the in the World Series. And it's like, I don't know, <laughs> we're really close. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, football for for. For mostly a two-man job, we've brought on a producer, Billy, but he's just been sitting in the corner, kind of silent. I'm not sure what he's been been doing, but well, maybe you've been really hard him. on Billy, man. <laughs> I have. I mean, you've been hard on the guy. I mean, you made him. Well, cry. I blamed, made him cry the other day. Well, I blamed. I did blame the audio troubles. We've or the uh, things going on. I know you. You're telling everybody from the get go. It's like, oh no, it's my M1 processor. New things. Trying to figure it out, but. I don't know. We 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 hired a producer for free for, you know, he's I mean, not getting paid anything, job. but yeah. So it's it looks it's going to look good on his resume. Um, but you but know, the good, he, he sticks with us. You know, the thing we could say about Billy is he got us up on hog call uh, platforms on all the platforms, Spotify, iTunes, everything. We're up back up on all of them. The only bad thing is we had to get a new RSS feed. Which again, I really don't think you should yell at Billy about that because it did fix everything. Even though we lost all of our subscribers, all of our comments, all of our reviews, and everything like that, you know. But he did fix it. He did fix it. We need you guys to go and leave comments and reviews and likes and and help us out so we can spread the word and let everybody know we're still here. You know, of course, the, you know most people are going to find us, but the more likes, the more reviews we get the better so please help us out and do that and um yeah i mean we already tim already braided billy pretty bad about it so <laughs> i'm sorry man look i'm sorry I'm, I'm, I'm sorry all right well he's off camera but i, I do apologize it's that weird um, booth. anyways so <laughs> i didn't think we needed to build him a booth i thought yeah. I mean, I guess it's more professional, but it kind of feels like a cage, too, Tim, the way you got it in the corner over there like that. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, he says, well, I've been watching all these. He watched a lot of uh, sports talk shows and podcast and radio shows, and they, you know, they kind of like what we're going to be doing is streaming. We're not, yeah, we're not sure we're going to, you know, show, show Billy a lot, but it's kind of, <laughs> it's a cool idea. He's got his own part in the process, but 
the attention spans are pretty uh, short these days, so I don't. I wouldn't say people have forgot about our podcast, but it has been a long year and a half. Um, so, well, just in the world in general. So please, please, everybody, share. Like Chad was saying, please rate, review, and subscribe. Please give us a five star rating. We're easy. We'll be easier to find. Spread the word, and we're gonna we're gonna repay that with really good podcasts and content, and really giving it to giving all we got to making this podcast really, really entertaining, informative, and fun. Yeah, man. We're gonna go out on some limbs, so we're gonna say some things that other teams or other other podcasts won't say. Probably we're gonna say some things that 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 are that are correct that uh, are gonna not be everybody's favorite thing to hear it's gonna probably hurt some feelings at times and uh you know i guess you know you just have to deal with it you know that's, that's how it's gonna have to be <laughs> but here's but. the thing here's the thing sam Pittman. let's just let's just switch gears real quick to sam Pittman because i just gotta say this mm-hmm. man i just gotta say that i am 100 percent totally bought in to sam Pittman. i think he is the man for the job, he has impressed me not only through his coaching acumen, but his morals and how he's how he how he went to the Black Lives Matter protest and stood up for the team, how he uh, handled masking and always wearing his mask, always wearing it correctly, never having it down around his nose or anything like that, always doing the right thing as far as COVID goes, being proud of the hundred percent COVID rating. Uh, for for vaccination shots at the University of Arkansas, just everything the man has done has been he's done it the right way, you know. And that vaccination rating is very important for our players because it allows them to stay on the field and to play. It allows them if if they do happen to get COVID, it's just going to be a flu, and then they're going to be able to, you know, do what they need to do the next couple of weeks instead of possibly being sick, you know, real sick, you know, and uh, having to take a lot more time off or have long haul symptoms that affect them down the road where they can't, you know, uh, perform as well as they normally would. And it really protects our team. I'm proud of the whole team for doing it. And I'm proud of Sam Pittman for taking the lead on it. Yeah, I've got to agree with you full Fullheartedly, Chad. Sam Pittman is a hell of a leader for this Razorback football program. I'm really happy with the hire. I'm happy what he did in such a tough year last year. Such a tough year. Um, just the, the guys play hard for him. They want to play for him. They know he has their backs. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but even in going to that, like you're saying, just just what you just said about the these guys with the vaccination rates, they're not only going to be um, – not get the third, obviously the major symptoms of COVID or COVID at all. And then they're not going to have the long-term COVID. I feel bad for some of these players that maybe are under the wrong tutelage of maybe like a leech or Harson or somebody like that. And even just the SEC West. And if they deal with long-term COVID with their lungs are really affected for, for a long time. In fact, I mean, they're obviously their day-to-day health. They're in NFL, NFL prospects. Yep. <laughs> I mean, my Lord and pit master, um, uh, the pit boss, however you want to describe up all his uh, names, Pittman is great. And going back to mask last year, he was always taken seriously. He didn't wear the he didn't wear those holy masks that don't do a damn thing. No, he wore because good it just defeats the whole purpose. He had of the best mask, coughing right out of those holes. He had the best oh, mask. Yeah. That big ass razor back on the front of it, that great big <laughs> mask. I mean, it was a really good like 
I, 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 I tried to find one. I couldn't find one. I wish I'd been able to find one. Yeah, those, those are awesome. He's, he got the hookup with some dang good mask and um, health. And obviously, uh, the teams that's really in the SEC that's embraced are um, going to be at a better point. We're at a better point to win this year. And I'm oh, really yeah. excited. We're, we're going to keep our players healthy, first and foremost, the staff healthy. Uh, set a good precedent for uh, the rest of um, the Razorback fans. Hopefully, hopefully people will take heed to that. And it's just exciting to have somebody at the forefront. So easy to root for. So easy to just get behind and just want to support. Yeah, I totally agree, hundred percent. You know, I'm, I'm I'm on board with with what he's doing. Look, let's just think about how he when we talk about how good Pittman is. We can switch from you know how good he is socially to the X's and O's, and you can see him taking advantage of the transfer protocol to fill the gaps on our team that we had that we needed to fill. And that was, the way he did it was awesome. You know, we lost Woods because, well, let's be honest, Oklahoma poached him. I mean, it's clearly what happened. And, you know, I don't care what anybody says. This is one of those, you know, this is one of those things with our podcast where, where we shoot it at you straight, like, that was a dirty that was a dirty deal. That was an under the table dirty deal and we all know it, right? You agree, Tim? Yeah, I definitely agree. It's one of those things like the rumors even even before like right when he is that's like, oh it's gonna be Oklahoma. It's like how do people know that? I mean he's, I mean, he's all right, but like mm-hmm. they could they don't they don't need him in death is like well, I was like, Oh, I'm not gonna like North Texas or go back to SMU where he first committed, somewhere like that. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe TCU but Oklahoma is just kind of, oh, that's kind of strange. I know his comments did recently say, it's kind of a backhanded comment to um, to uh, Kendall Browse and uh, KJ Jefferson saying, oh, this, uh, and I can't really, I mean, yeah, there's been some really good receivers produced for Oklahoma here in recent years, um, but those guys were highly more talented than he was. Mm-hmm. And then kind of backhanded comment uh, uh, against KJ. It's like, oh, this quarterback's, or just kind of say, in other words, maybe he doesn't believe the quarterback can get him where he wants to go in the NFL. No, and, maybe um, so. Hope KJ listens and blows it out, and I don't know. Well, the, the, here's the deal. It's right? kind of a whatever. Pittman goes out there, and he picks up this Florida State wide receiver, Warren Thompson. And I know everybody else is going to talk about the you – know, I'm sure you want to talk about the Oklahoma guy, and I'm excited about him too. But Warren Thompson, I'm really excited about. And maybe it's because I watched him in high school football, and he is such a beast – down here in Florida. He, he played at uh, Armwood, which was one of the biggest football programs in Florida. So when you think of like Friday Night Lights in Texas, that's the same thing at Armwood, right? Like, like that's what they do. They're a big, big, big program. So he played over there, and he was able to start, do a great job over there. He was number, he was, uh, number 28 wide receiver in the nation while he was over there and he was a uh, 157 overall player in the 2018 class you know he had offers from alabama tennessee oregon like he had some serious offers and he went to florida state and he played six games in the 2020 season he made five catches 104 yards uh, had a touchdown he had a decent year you know but it was his first year he got to play he redshirted the year before that, you know, he, he had a few, you know, like six catches and uh, like six games and, and 91 yards. And here's the thing is that Kendall Browse knows him 
and was coaching him there. And so he knows what he's getting and wouldn't have brought him in if he didn't think he was absolutely bringing in a stud. And I think that they, he is going to fill that cap that Woods has left very well. And so that gives us 10 guys coming back. And then KJ coming in, who gives us a running threat, you know, his feet are are such a threat, man. And that, you know, what I've been excited to hear from Coach Pittman through all these practices, after every single one, is how accurate KJ has been and how his accuracy has been excellent. And that makes me feel good. His timing, he's still trying to get together, but his accuracy is where it needs to be. You know, and the timing will come. Like, if that's the thing as a quarterback coach, which is what I coach, if that's the thing I'm worried about, like, I'm not that worried because I can figure out how to make that happen with footwork and reorganizing footwork and making sure that the footwork is being done properly, you know. So the timing, I think, is not is not a big of an issue as, uh, like, accuracy would be. But he, he has the accuracy. And... That means that we're going to have a threat throwing the ball and a threat running the ball, and we're bringing in somebody to replace Woods with Warren Thompson. I mean, I'm excited about that. But we also have the Oklahoma wide receiver coming in. Yeah, I'll first speak on um, – well, first on KJ is like what you're talking about, the timing. Hey, so we've also got, I think, 19 more uh, fall practices, so there's a lot of time, a lot of time to really um, get ready before we open up with Rice on Warren Thompson. Yeah, like you were saying, he had a relationship with Kendall Browse. He was um, the one that was recruiting him probably at Florida State. I know he was the offensive coordinator mm-hmm. um, that freshman year at Florida State for Thompson. I know he's. I know Pittman said the other day that he looks he looks apart. And yeah, when you see, it, it's like, oh yeah, he's six four two twenty five. I think Burks <laughs> in an interview called said Warren Thompson's is six six. So he's like, dang, he's huge. So he looks apart. Um, I know. Uh, Pittman said he's dealing with a little bit of a hamstring thing, but nothing, nothing major. But he said he looks really good, and I, I think I think we're going to see that where he's going to be the second uh, receiver replacing Woods. But also, what I kind of like, and this is, um, I'm calling, I'm calling for a breakout year. That's what I'm calling for. With yeah, I, I'll take it. And he said, with that relationship with Browse, Pittman trusted to bring him over, and uh, he's uh, Thompson's on a, is a walk on right now. He's still got a chance and. Seems sounds from the sounds of it like he's going to earn a scholarship this fall. But right now he's a walk on, so he's really proven proven his worth and really. Um, and then I think another I know a media report was like, oh, they made him and KJ made a great play together, and KJ sounded like he ran across halfway across the field to uh, you know make sure Warren knew it. So they got a really good relationship budding. So it's going to be that's going to be awesome, man. I I love the tall, big, tall receivers. That's going to be fun to fun to watch. Yeah, I'm excited. I think I think it's going to be excellent. I think that we're really going to fill that gap. I think we're going to see them throw the ball around, but I think the threat, the running threat, is going to be such a compliment. We're going to see a much more balanced offense than we've seen in a while with the quarterback running the ball. Yeah, there's there's a lot lot more with that option game with KJ and seeing him run than the, than the few videos that they've kind of released. It's definitely shown him um, to uh, been able to. Able to have those options, we really couldn't do. I loved having Felipe last year. That was that was so huge for the program for to have somebody like that come in. But having KJ, the dual threat is going to be awesome. And then having um, Devion Warren, a sixth. Uh, he had a he was starting off. He had five touchdowns through the first couple of games last year. He was the second uh, 
second receiver alongside Burks and Tully Hurt. So he's he's back as a six year senior. You got Thompson, of course, uh, Trey Knox. Hopefully he comes on in a big kind of had a sophomore slump last year. Hopefully his junior years um, he get, lives up to the potential. And then uh, Crawford coming from Oklahoma, who's a fast kind of slot receiver, to give a little bit kind of a little bit of a some different options. You got taller, you know, you got taller guys. You got uh, a speedster receiver, so some different options um, to help KJ out. So it's going to be. I'm excited about that offense. We're definitely going to have some weapons on offense this year. We're going to have some weapons with KJ. I'm really excited about him. I think the big thing that I heard that really excited me was he was saying that you know one that he feels most comfortable right now with play. He feels most comfortable with the RPOs, and you know, I I'm not a huge fan of RPOs, but I know Kendall is, and I know he runs a lot of those in his offense. So I'm excited to see him be able to run his offense this year. And you think how we did last year, and you want to talk about running vanilla offense, it was a little vanilla, but he did it the right way that it needed to be done, and he won games. It wasn't like bad calling and vanilla like with the previous, you know, staff that we had before. So we were able to go out there and win some games. So now this year being able to call the, the game that he wants to call, I think you're going to see a tremendous step up in our offense. I mean, I feel like if our defense improves, you know, we we can win some games. We can definitely win some games. And by saying that, well, let's look at Pittman. What did he do? He went out there and he pulled some guys in for defense, a trio of guys for defense. And, uh, wow, you know, how exciting is that? You know, for him to be able to, like, look at the look at the transfer protocol and uh, portal and say, okay, Let's fill these gaps and do it again in the same year. Yeah, knowing that knowing that our defensive line wasn't just wasn't a strong point last year. Besides Jonathan Marshall, and he's he was the best player, and he moved on and got drafted by the Jets. So he feels like you're saying those three guys: Ridgeway, Williams, and Utsy, mm-hmm. taking a couple of those guys from Missouri. Um, so really trying to fill that gap of the defensive line and uh, to kind of go alongside because we've got. Uh, Oh man, the rest of the rest of the defense is so experienced coming back with Morgan and Poole, um, and of course Catalan and Fouché and Brown and Brooks. So it was an awesome job by Pittman to go in there and get needs. He did that his yeah. first year when he got a couple offensive linemen from the um, portal, and he he knows how to fill fill some gaps that we that we kind of the the previous previous uh, Morris and Beamler kind of left us in tough shape, but he's really worked on. Mm-hmm. Um, helping fill those gaps. Like he, he really oh, knows how to Bryce's... build a team. You know, that's what you can see. Mm. From, like, he can see that he has clearly built a team that he that he's going to go out there and play with. We had, like, a hodgepodge before. Yeah. they kind of seeing, uh, convincing these guys. They're really showing, like, hey, this is what we can do with you. Um, you know what I mean? This is what you get, get you a another chance you can help this program and help you mm-hmm. and alongside on Kendall Browse's offense this year second second year in the offense last year and we also improved by five or so more points a game last year mm-hmm. proved the yards per game and that was against a 10 game SEC schedule didn't have any cupcakes to pad stats so I'm really excited to build on what you said about uh, Browse's second year yeah and we uh, beat system. we beat Auburn uh, it won the Auburn game, so that was stolen from us, you know. And that was that. That's always gonna, that's always gonna be leave a bad, bad taste in your mouth. I mean, heck, they were talking about that three games later 
how it was stolen from him. All over national media talking about it was stolen from him. Like, it was clearly stolen. Like, the SEC should have done something, man. They should have reversed that, that game or something, man. Like, that was a that was a nasty, nasty theft of a game. Like, as a coach, it just eats at me on the inside when I think about how we lost that one. Yeah, I'm sure it's, oh, man, yeah, I think nasty thefts. <laughs> The perfect perfect uh, phrase for it because that still bothers me. <sighs> and then that one that one's just giving up that we got screwed on, and then obviously we blew the LSU and uh, Missouri game with the just the defense kind of giving up um, some late late uh, chances for wins. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But that Auburn that Auburn one really sticks, and then TCU of course uh, quitting on the not even giving us a chance to win a bowl game. Absolutely, absolutely, and I'll tell you what. Like, also, Pittman has put together a top-notch staff. Every assistant coach that we have cares about this team and, and wants this team to win. In that first game, the uh, I think a special teams coach that got out there and like got rowdy and got everybody fired up uh, for the first practice. I'm sorry, not game, but first practice. To such an extent that the media reported on it. Now you got to understand, like <laughs> I've been there, right? Like the media have probably been ushered out at this point. They're probably walking out of the out of the building, right? And this had to be something that they felt like, like let's stop and turn around and take a look at, right? You know what I'm saying? Because that's kind of how how it works this time of year. There, you know, they come in, they watch a little practice, this, that, and other, and then they're kind of escorted out, and then the real practice begins. You know. Or at least that's how we did it. I imagine it's pretty similar, man. Yeah, they they really don't. I wish they'd open it more. I, I enjoyed with Petrino. I remember going there in college and getting to actually watch some full practices. But um, I know nobody really does that anymore, which is a shame. But I definitely understand. Um, so it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to. I think tries. after COVID, <laughs> I think a lot after of COVID goes by, you're going to see Sam Pittman opening it up. I can't imagine Sam Pittman keeping it closed. I think it's like, more of a health issue right now than it is anything for him. Yeah, he seems like the kind of guy that would would let the fans uh, see some open practices. I, I, I mean, obviously not during the season, uh, but but anyway, that yeah, that's that's exciting. Yeah, the media they're going a lot about on press conferences and the few they get to see but that's exciting mm-hmm. um and uh, another yeah the, like you're saying on the staff another hopefully weapon hopefully dow Loggins coaching the tight ends was what i mean heck he's got to be one of the best tight end coaches in oh yeah <laughs> in, the, in the country my goodness i've been an offensive coordinator in the nfl at the top and Oof. he's helping he's going to bring a lot to bring a lot to that room and hopefully hudson henry blake kern and uh, Cole and Jackson really, really uh, give KJ some options this year. Oh yeah, no, it's 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 exciting, man. Just to just to dig into it, you know. Well, goodness, do you think we're gonna take a look at the games? And I mean, I don't know if we. Is there more to talk about? I don't know what we could. We could take a look at yeah, the game real quick and just kind of just do like a pre-preseason, you know, guesstimate. Okay, let's 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 let me let me write all these off to you. 
and let's kind of see just 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 off the bat no hard research no we obviously hadn't seen any of these teams play in 2021 i'm gonna run these off for you chad and see what what you're just thinking initial thoughts um All right. on the schedule and kind of what we're looking at this year so september 4th to open the season old swc foe rice how do you think we're gonna do i think we'll demolish rice and rice. embarrass them yeah yeah <laughs> yeah it's fair that's what i expect <laughs> why i expect from the football team that we have from the from the assembly of team we have built that's what i expect i'm I'm gonna have to agree with you there um all right how about how about texas coming in on a night game september saturday september 11th second game of the year they're under a new coach steve sarkeesian um he took he took the momentum he had with Alabama, really demolished in Ohio State in the title game, and got him the Texas job. Mm. So they're going to come to Fayetteville. Um, what I think the last time, well, we played them in the the Texas Bowl, but this is a makeup from 2009. Mm-hmm. So it took them 12 years to play this game in Fayetteville. So what do you think? Well, I'm going to tell you what. At this point, right now, Sam Pittman has won more games when he has played a new head coach than he has lost. When he has played in the head mm-hmm. coach. I expect that trend to continue. I feel like he's a more seasoned coach than a lot of people gave him credit for. And in his coaching prowess, he has shown to be very, very good. So I think I think he will out coach the Texas coach. I think we win that one. I think we also outplay him because we got a second year coach. Uh, I think the team that we have coming in and KJ and stopping that run game is, you know, you're going to see them show a little bit against rice, but you're not going to see them show everything. And then when they come in there to play Texas, you know, they're going to open the book up. And I think, uh, you know, I think, I, I think you see a decent win. I don't think it's a close win. I don't think it, I think it's like a 28, 14 game. You know, I think Texas plays hard and, and scores, you know, and all that, but uh, Arkansas beats them, you know. Yeah, such a big game for the program. I think, like you're saying, I hope we, we put it on Rice, get KJ out of there in the uh, second half and let them let us prepare for, for Texas. And I, they're going to come in there. Texas is trying to be back. They made a – I mean, they, they've not been great since they fired Mac Brown. Even his last few years weren't great. They have not had a real good season since 2009. Mm. So they're trying to – you know they've got the um, yeah they're trying to come in here and win a game. I don't think we're going to let them. Um, no. Sark, it is getting it is getting dark. So his nickname is Sark after dark from us. So we'll see if he can make it that long and coach a good game. But I think we win as well. Yeah, yeah. I think I think we definitely beat a Big Twelve team. What do you think about Texas and Oklahoma moving in <laughs> to the SEC? Uh, we hadn't talked about that Uh-oh. yet, and I know we got we got to bring well, it up. So let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. And I've said it. And I'll say it again. I think they're dummies for moving in the SEC. I don't think there's any use in it. I think that we're fixing to see a schedule come out for the playoffs that is going to have a larger amount of teams in it. I think. 
that it's not going to matter what conference you're in, and it would be better to be in a Big 12 and win the damn conference and be in the playoffs guaranteed because you won the conference than it would to be in the SEC and fighting with everybody to win a conference. It's all these big dogs for no reason. I would argue it would be in Arkansas's best interest to move over and save the Big 12. Move over there, save the Big 12, win it every single year. Do you guys remember how many Southwest Conference championships we had? We had six. Six. We have zero South SEC championships. Not that we can't get them. You know, we was knocking on the door with uh, Nut. You know, we, we, you know. But good Lord, we were dominant in the Southwest Conference. And I don't think that's what people, I don't think people understand or remember that. How dominant we were in that conference. I think you move over to the Big 12 and you're dominant like that again. You know, you bring old Miss with you or something. You know what I mean? And you just go over yeah, there. Up. You win more than you lose. Yeah, I would like winning more games. Uh, Texas, Oklahoma, I'm not really sure. I, um, I guess, I don't know if they're just, they'd rather get beat by, I mean, they're going to be playing LSU and Alabama competing. Uh, even A&M's. In recent years, been better. I mean, they're not going to go like where you go. Like you're saying, the 12 team playoff. You, you, they could just stay in the Big 12 mm-hmm. and make it. I mean, they're going to have a better chance. Texas would have a better chance to make the playoffs than they are going to have in the SEC. Not really sure. It's, it's kind of going to be a cluster. The more um, times you're right, in I a mean, playoff, the more of a chance you have to win that playoff. Yeah, if you're not in the playoffs, you have no chance to win the championship. That's plain mm-hmm. and simple, right there. I don't know. I, I mean, it's it's happening now. First is you know when it first came out, I was like, oh, "Is that really?" And it's it's official now. So, well, yeah, and it's twenty twenty five, which makes sense because in twenty twenty five, the Longhorn Network runs up for ESPN. Their contract runs out, so ESPN has politely told them, "Like you suck, you do not have yes. Mac Brown, and this <laughs> is not the Texas that we signed to the first contract." Yeah, and we're not going to keep doing this. And so they were not going to have revenue from the TV stream coming in because they take their own TV revenue in the Big 12 versus the SEC with the SEC Network that takes the SEC Network revenue and splits it evenly among each team. Yeah, I don't know. But, well, if, if it's, it's, if it's going to happen, I'll just have to look forward to beating them in all kinds of sports. So. Yeah, yeah, I think we will. You know, basketball. They'll play tough in basketball. That's about, you know. Right now, that's their biggest threat. Texas, anyway. Oh, yeah. we're. Good. I mean, football's really the only sport we're just not We're not real good in. Every other sport, we've been real good, but um, I don't know. All right, Georgia Southern. Anyways, we going to win that one? What Georgia Southern. <laughs> I believe so. They are bringing in the triple option. So one of the few teams besides the Armed Forces teams that runs the triple option. So that will be kind of cool to see. A little bit different. Hope we're not on a. Uh, you hope we'll we can fired stop up it. Beating Texas. Yeah. Well, it's just and it's kind of that game sandwiched in between Texas and Texas A&M. You know what I mean? So it's going to mm-hmm. be a tough game. But hopefully, we'll just be 
two and zero and looking forward to getting to three and zero. But I mean, um, I still, hope. I mean, I expect us to win. But it's Georgia Southern's been a bowl team here recently. I mean, I still expect us to win, but they're not a they're not a pushover. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? I think that we're an SEC school, and it would be damn embarrassing to lose to lose to Georgia <laughs> Southern, even if in your worst year. I think that at that point, you are showing yourself to be some type of, you know, Chad Morris-esque coach, and it might be a good time to start thinking about getting rid of you. So I don't, I don't, I don't see us losing, losing this game at all. I, I think it's an easy win again. I think again we embarrass them yeah. like we did with Rice, um, and I think you know. I think this. When, I think after watching this game, we will have a confidence that we are an SEC school again, right? I think right now we're all beaten down, and you know, like like puppies that got kicked in the corner, and every time they try to come out, they just kick them again, right? That's kind of that's kind of how we are. We, you know, we had Bellman, he kicked us, and he had Morris, and he just kicked and kicked and kicked. Woo, So, you know. What I'm saying is Georgia Southern, definite win. Not going to get kicked like a little puppy. Like you felt earlier when you said, like, yeah, they're going to be good this year. And they went to a bowl game and all that. Well, who cares? It's Georgia Southern. Who cares they went to a bowl game? We're the University of Arkansas. If there is directions in the name of the school you're playing, you shouldn't lose that game. Okay, I agree, and I never said we were going to lose at all. I was just trying to give them a little bit of credit, make our win look a little better. But all right, moving on. A and M three and zero going to A and M. A and M. Man, that's gonna be a tough game this year. Might not win that game. Man, but I don't respect A and M at all. (laughs) I really don't. I remember third quarter them being up still beating the hell out of them so i don't know just from a respect factor i'm gonna say we probably beat we're gonna we're gonna squeeze by we've lost a&m so much it feels like it's time to win to them you know even those bad teams under Belam and Morris, like we were right there and just blowing, blowing games, blowing wins that we could have had. Mm-hmm. So I think it's about turning point. We we've still got a twenty thirty win lead in the all time series against A M. So we need to put them back in their place. I say we go down there, build off the momentum of being three and zero, and win. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, you already beat Texas, so you can probably, you're probably going to beat A and M. You're going to lose to Georgia all right, now. You're going to lose yeah, when you I, play Georgia. Yeah, fine. I, I, I expect that going at Georgia. For some reason, we played them two years in a row, but, you know, whatever. That's what that's the kind you of might win this one, though. Time. You might win. If, if this is the type of year we're talking about, man, we're rolling in there to play Georgia undefeated with a really good team. Georgia. I was trying to think of Georgia's schedule. I think they might play uh, Clemson or somebody beforehand, so maybe they've got a loss on their schedule and they're not as they're just like, well, you know, we're, there goes our championship hopes since there's only a 14 playoff right now. <laughs> but that's going to be a tough one, man. We had that. I for, I almost we had them lead seven to five at halftime last year on Georgia first game of the year. 
But you knew from that point, we did, we lost it for sure, pretty handily in the second half. But you knew at that point, you're like, man, Pittman's, we're going to get this program turned around. You know, I don't, I, he might beat them. He might mess around and beat them. We don't know. <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen. I'll tell you what, man, you go into that game 4-0, you might beat Georgia. But I'm going to put it down as a loss right now. Yeah, that's, that's, just giant, trying to be realistic, you know. Yeah, that's fine. All right. We'll say we're 4-1. and one. Let's go. Then we go to old back-to-back road games. Then we go to Ole Miss Oxford on October 9th. Yeah, I think we're going to beat Ole Miss. You know, I think Lane is pretty honest about how he feels his teams are going to be. And uh, he came right out and said it, that he, he uh, hopes that they're able to hold a team to a punt this year. So I think it'll be a shootout, man. I, I, for some reason, think that if we've even had a good defense all year when we play this game, for some reason, they're going to seem like they're not as good as, as they had been for the whole year. We'll be like, how do we do that to Georgia? We're having so much trouble against Ole Miss, you know. Uh, but I think yeah, we're going to win. Have, yeah. Yeah, almost going to be tough. Like maybe I'm just respecting them because I really like how Lane's handled the uh, uh, the COVID and the, the vaccinations this fall. Mm-hmm. But I would have had a great game plan against them last year. We forced six interceptions. Um, their defense is still not going to be very good. We might give up some points, but I think we score more. And, uh, Go down to Oxford and win. Yeah. I tell you what, man. Lane Kiffin, I think I think we dodged a bullet. You know, I said it before. I said that, you know, I thought he was the guy and we needed him and he would turn the University of Arkansas around and this, that, and the other. But, man, his defense ain't, ain't look good at all. <laughs> so, I think like, – Sam Pittman might have been the guy, right? Like that might have just been an excellent choice. Woo. Yeah, I really like the hire so far. Yeah, I, I don't. I just don't see Lane Kiffin getting a getting a good defense either. I guess SEC. I guess I'm tough. saying I feel way more comfortable with Sam Pittman than Lane Kiffin at this point. Like I, I feel like you know he he definitely dropped the ball. Well, five and one. So we got UAPB coming into Little Rock October. Oh no, Auburn. I apologize. We got Auburn coming to Fayetteville right after for homecoming. We don't respect Auburn. We put them on the homecoming lineup. <laughs> they got a new coach. Do you know what Pittman, like you said earlier, what he does to new coaches? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I think I think I agree. I think uh, Auburn is going to take a loss. I think that's mainly because they got a new coach. They're just figuring things out. You know. And, uh, you know, we get another W here. Six and one. Now we got UAPB coming into Little Rock. And I hate yeah. what we're going to do to them you know, in I the think, state of Arkansas. But I think they're going to come in there and uh, play a damn hard game for the first quarter. Might even score first. But then we're going to beat them by quite a bit. They just don't have the That's depth, right. you know? No, oh, no, no, no. <laughs> we'll write them a good, we'll write them a pretty good paycheck come play us, so <laughs> it won't be too bad. 
then let's see we got to finally get a bye week so let's say we're seven and one going into the bye week right now that's pretty good okay <laughs> and we got mississippi state coming into fayetteville off the bye yeah i don't respect uh this coach at all i don't think that the pirate has done what he needed to do i don't think his system is working um, i think a lot of people a lot of really good uh coaches said that they were afraid his system wouldn't be able to work in the sec and hey, we don't know maybe we'll see him tweak it we don't know what we'll see this year you know but uh, as of right now i don't think that he's gonna out coach sam Pittman. so i'm gonna give that i'm gonna give us a win on that one yeah i like that after last year going down there and really setting a precedent you know, after they're coming off a game against LSU where they throw for 500-something or break some kind of SEC passing record, mm-hmm. and from then on it just didn't. Barry Odom showed <laughs> showed how to play that. I just, I, yeah, I just don't believe he could figure it out. And um, I think that's another coach we dodged a bullet not not hiring. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah, so 8-1. and 8-1 going to Baton Rouge. Big game at LSU at this point. Well... You know, Garth Brooks likes Baton Rouge quite a bit. Um, I think they'll mess around and beat us. I, th- I don't think we're going to win this game this year. I think they're going to have a really good, really, really good program. Um, I see us taking a loss to LSU, unfortunately, as much as I'd like to bring the boot back. But if we're talking, I mean, if we think about it, man, and the hell of year we've had at this point, <laughs> all, the, all the wins we've had. We're coming down to LSU. We're feeling pretty damn good. So it's possible we could just come in there and whip their ass in this game. Yeah, well, if we're eight and one, and they've kind of had some, I don't know, they're not kind of lived up. Everything's kind of measured against that championship team a couple of years ago, and they're just like, eh. Yeah, I mean, if we're eight and one, we've got some heck of a momentum. But I, I agree with you right now. It's we'll try to be realistic and give us a loss somewhere along the lines. <laughs> What's we'll that, LSU? Yeah, <laughs> it'll be hard. But this podcast now, if it's if it's you know November eleventh, tenth or eleventh, and we're doing this podcast at eight and one, I mean I know for a fact that we'll be picking Arkansas to go down there and win. But for now, <laughs> we'll, we'll temper the expectations. Oh yeah, yeah. And then we ain't gonna beat Bama. And I don't know how much you want to talk nah, about that's, that. But nah, that's all right. I don't, now, Missouri though. Day day after Thanksgiving, Friday. I could really go time. We're on a Yeah, we're on a I don't even know what five game losing streak against Mizzou. We gotta we gotta really turn the tables here at home. And beat, you got beat Drinkwitz. That's the only the only first year coach to beat Sam Pittman, Drinkwitz. So you know. And at this point he's still beating all you know, all first-year coaches, you know, and uh, in our in our hypothetical scenario here, and uh, all right, you know, we we are. Uh, I think we're in a situation where we can, you know, we could lose this game. I hate to say it, but I think it could be a loss. Um, as much as I, I hate that stupid rivalry, I, I don't, you know, and I'd still like that stupid ass trophy. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. 
Well, here's my thoughts right now, just marking these down. It's like, I really don't want to see three L's back to back to back. I'd hate to see that, but, you know, think about how we don't know that our defense coordinator's not going to throw this game again this year. We don't know that because he did last year, right? So Yeah, 50 50 points given up last year. So, um, yeah, we, we were leading like in the third quarter, right? So, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean it was quarter. obvious. All he needed was one stop. He All was he feeling was one sentiment. stop at the end of the game. It was obvious he was feeling sentimental for his old school, even if he didn't recognize that, like, subconsciously to some degree. Mm-hmm. Had to be. How the hell else do you lose that damn game? They wasn't that good. So, mm-hmm. <sighs> and we don't know. We're going to have two two more Missouri guys on the line. What if they're like, you know, he probably recruited them in. What if he has them over for dinner that night? And he's like, this is one game we got to lose every year. <laughs> Hopefully Pittman sees those guys getting blown off the line of scrimmage and he fires Odom right on the spot if he don't take them out. <laughs> hey, no, no, Odom's like, we've worked all year for this. Look at our record. Look at what we've done. We can relax. We're going to a ball game. It's going to be a really good one. We've exceeded everybody's expectations. Mm-hmm. We can throw this game. Show them a little bit more respect to the University of Missouri. But we're at home. We've got to keep that. So far, we're undefeated at home. And maybe he didn't throw it. Maybe it was just a freak accident that, that, that we lost it that way. It just seems like that. Everything just lines up that way. You know, I'm not going to say he did until he throws it twice. You know what I mean? <laughs> so if he goes right up and beats him, of course he didn't throw it last year. If he beats him this year, you know, he could redeem himself by beating them this year. I think that's all it takes. Winning solves everything, right? It does. To me, that would that would solve that. That would solve that big time. <laughs> but last year, we ended the season on a four-game losing streak. So it's kind of like, well, I mean, how do, do, are we going to be a team that fin- is it? We going to be a program that finishes the season, or and if you're saying we're going to lose to Missouri, that's not good, Chad. We'll still get a decent bowl game. Probably play a pretty good opponent at eight wins. So, well, I'm going to mark you down for a W. Okay. I don't care what you think. I think we'll win that one. Yeah, I think, I think, I think. It's going to be tough, though. I think that I'm just being a conspiracy theorist and a weirdo. Uh, and, it, you know, I'm probably totally wrong about that. He didn't throw it at all, and we'll go out there and beat him. Beat him. Uh, so, I was just, you know. I'm just saying, the only way we would lose if it was thrown by the defensive coordinator. That's the only way we would lose. So, go ahead and mark me down for a win. Because I'm probably wrong about the conspiracy. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. You got me thinking now. You got me thinking now. We know uh, you're listening. I'd like you said. <laughs> Get that stupid little trophy. <laughs> oh, you got one, one job. Man, you're like, I still want that stupid trophy. Though. It's a stupid trophy, but I still want it. <laughs> <laughs> The stupid name, shelter, insurance, whatever. <laughs> I still want it. The shelter insurance 
State line? Battle line. Yeah, battle line. That's battle just ridiculous. Why don't he make sense? Mm -mm. Columbia, Missouri's up there. Like way the up there. Northern or yeah, way five hours away and stuff. Like that's it's not like they're in Branson or something where it's like, wow, it's right <laughs> on the border, you know what I mean? Or Missouri State, where at least that's in Springfield. Like not really too far. It's like way up there, man. I mean, way up there. It's like playing Iowa almost. So what does that have? What, what what is our year Nine like? and three. Nine and three. Nine man, and three. that is a even an eight and four year though. That's yeah, eight good. And four. Like I'm feeling good about that year yeah. too. Because next year, yeah. you're having an even better year. But let me, but before we like beat everybody down, you know what I'm saying? Like if 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 anybody is thinking about it this way, like we have a lot of guys coming back. We could be the dark horse. We could be the team that doesn't lose a game this year. We could be a team that beats Georgia. Beats Alabama, and just has one hell of a year. And you think, what? Well, like, could that happen? Yeah, it definitely could. We haven't played the games. The ball hasn't been snapped. So, we could definitely win every single game this year. Things happen in college football. I think I think this team has a chance to to do it. I mean, you are talking about the University of Arkansas. If the University of Arkansas has the year like UCF has, right? You're going to actually be in the championship. You're going to be in the playoffs, right? You're at least going to be in the playoffs. You're not going to be like not in the playoffs. Even, hell, even at, yeah, I would just like to go through the whole schedule. But, I mean, this is, I mean, as many return, we got 20 returning starters. I mean, we've got all these seniors on this team. We say, hey, yeah, build off next year, build off eight wins or nine wins, and the next year it's like, yeah, Keiju will be more experienced, a redshirt junior uh, next year. But then we also lose some of these guys. Uh, we're not going to have that many returning starters next year. We're going to have to kind of replace some guys. So why not take advantage this year? And mm -hmm. really, I'm I'm fired up, man. We're what, well. Let me give you the let me give you one, two, three ES, weeks away. The ESPN projections and you tell me if this excites you right okay 5.6 wins which we're going to go ahead and say six wins for this because they estimate 5.6 6.4 we're going to cut it down to metal and say six six wins right going to a bowl game okay um they say we have a zero percent chance of winning out a zero percent chance of winning the conference I don't see how you could say zero. I, I, maybe you could say 0 0.001, but I don't see how you could say zero when the year hasn't even been played yet. Like, that's a little disingenuous to me. I hadn't even seen, hadn't even seen <laughs> any part of what we could do, whether this team, how this team looks as a team. Mm -hmm. I mean, we got a fraction of a chance to win for sure. Yeah, I mean, hell, if it's even point point zero nine, you know, something. Mm -hmm. So zero point zero is just that's rough. So they're saying we're going to demolish Rice. Ninety three percent chance of winning against Rice. So we got, I got, you know, we they're, they're siding with us there. Uh, they think we're going to have a hard time against Texas and lose that game. They give us thirty percent chance to lose that game. 
30. Uh, yep. They give uh, Georgia Southern us uh, an 82% chance to beat Georgia Southern. Um, and then Texas A&M, 18% chance for us to lose that game, which I'm surprised, you know, at. And then uh, well, they give us a 12.5% chance against Georgia. And then they give us a, a 32% chance against Ole Miss. But we're still we're still losing all these, according to them. Uh, 41% chance to win Auburn. And then a 99.8% chance against UAPB. I would, I would have to agree with that. Uh, 55% against Mississippi State. I don't understand how you wouldn't at least have a 50% chance against Ole Miss if you have a 50% chance against Mississippi State. I don't see how they're rating Ole Miss in the likes of, you know, Texas, honestly. I don't, just, Ole Miss ain't that good, man. They just ain't that good yet. I don't know. Uh, maybe 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 they know something I don't. And then you got Mississippi State, you know, 55% chance. Uh, LSU, they say 28%. We're going to lose that one. They give us 5% chance uh, to beat Alabama. And Missouri, a 63% chance for us to beat Missouri, saying we're going to beat Missouri at the end of the year. Oh. I am surprised oh. that they, they uh, give us such a high rating against Missouri at the end of the year, honestly. I'm- I'm, I'm surprised they give us such a high rating as Bama, five percent. Wow, you know, yeah, no, but five percent chance yeah, to win it. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, man. I mean that's that's pretty high. You're I mean, feeling good about that? I don't. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, my goodness, man, at, at Alabama the way they look recent, but sixty-seven percent against Missouri, and we haven't beat them in several years, so that's okay. Maybe they're just thinking Missouri's not going to be very good. And we're going to just going to be better. But it is weird that sixty-seven percent against them, but fifty against Mississippi State, and even lower against Ole Miss. Well, basically, they think we're going to have a hard time when we play. Um, let's see, Auburn. We're going. We might beat Auburn, according to them. Almost fifty percent chance. Might beat Ole Miss and Missouri. That they're, they're saying we're going to beat. So yeah. I, I would so say thinking- that we're definitely. You know, we'll definitely probably beat Ole Miss and Auburn. Come on. So they're yeah. So they're thinking. So that projects with that five point six. They're saying probably maybe split, split up Auburn, Ole Miss at that. Uh, lose A and M, Georgia. Lose to Texas. Beat Rice, Georgia Southern. Beat UAPB. Beat Mississippi State. Lose to LSU, Bama, and beat Missouri. So they are projecting that. I don't know. I just don't see. I just don't see how. I just don't see how we're how we're worse than last year. Or I just don't see how. Like we're gonna at least no matter what. Look, I, I think we're gonna beat Texas, but we're definitely obviously gonna beat Rice, Georgia Southern, and UAPB. And just having a struggling to find three wins in between Ole Miss, Auburn, Mississippi State, Missouri. I don't know. Just, I mean, we're definitely have six wins. We're definitely going to have six. Definitely. Well, can I ask you this, Joe? What, what's, uh, after the last few seasons, what, what's going to be a disappointment? What's, it, what's the minimum you'll take to be like, okay, the program's headed in the right direction? I mean, I need a ball game. I need six wins. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 100%. Uh, but look, 
we got to beat Texas. They're, they suck. They're not really that good. Uh, new yeah. coach coming in, brand new year for them. Um, you got you got to beat them. You just have to, right? Uh, they have been as worse as they've been in a while. And it's a, you know, we beat them last time. Even Bellama beat them. You just got to beat them, right? Uh, so you win Rice, you win Texas, you win Georgia Southern, and then you beat Texas A&M probably. Because you've already beat the other two Texas schools and you want that third Texas win. You know, but let's say you don't. Let's say you don't beat Texas A&M, right? You're definitely either going to beat Ole Miss or Auburn or Mississippi State. Of those three, you're definitely going to beat at least at least one, you know. So that gives you, you know, four wins. You know you're going to beat Arkansas Pine Bluff, you know. Maybe you beat Mississippi State. Maybe not. Maybe you beat Missouri. Maybe not. But you got to at least have six wins there. But I would say, mm. yeah, you're probably beating Mississippi State. You're probably beating Missouri also. You're probably looking at seven. Like seven wins feels like a really good expectation for the University of Arkansas this year. It feels like a really solid expectation of we should be at we should be at seven wins. But we'll take six if we if we slip up and drop one game. I think six wins, you, you, that puts you with a matching up with a a, a, beat, a winnable opponent in the bowl game. So does seven, seven and five, and then a chance to win eight games with the bowl games. I think those would be some pretty. But that's how, that's how I feel. I think five and seven would be disappointing. I feel like falling out of a bowl game uh, this year would be disappointing. But those kind of six, seven wins, and then having the toughest schedule in the nation, your East. Your East opponent is at Georgia. That doesn't help help one bit. It's not like if we got if we were picked again if we were playing Vanderbilt, South Carolina, Tennessee, or Kentucky in that spot. You know, I would say that's a definite chance to get a win. But that at Georgia is kind of tough. Um, but I think that Texas game is gonna. That's so huge. I mean, besides Rice, I mean that's right off the bat second game of the season. That's gonna be so huge. Such a big, such a big night. I just. Well, six o'clock too, so be able to be able to barbecue something and really get really try to tamper down the anxiety with um, food and beverages. I don't know. Yeah, I agree, man. You gotta you got to win that game. You gotta get drunk that night, and you gotta just really enjoy your day. You know. Yeah. Man, this it's gonna be a wild year. I don't know. Six wins, I guess, I'd say. But, man. And, hey, look, like anybody out there listening to the podcast, this is my suggestion to you. I think you need to go ahead and go and get the vaccine. I got mine. And uh, that way you don't die, like, halfway through the year. Like, what if we were undefeated halfway through the year and you didn't get your poke? That, uh you didn't get to see the championship, man. The year that we went all the way. Just what if you're 8-0 or going to a big game or that bye week where we're 8-0, just like, and just, bam, you get it. And then it's just on your, just all of a sudden, in a couple of days' time, you're in the hospital bed. It's like, I just really wanted, is it too late now? It's like, nope, should have got it. Vaccine's free. And, <laughs> <laughs> and you're, you know, that's... Hell yeah, man! Yeah, and you're really, saving, you're, that's why I'm not. You're saving lives. 
of, of everybody, of other people and stuff. So, yeah. you know, hell, even if you don't tell, you know, even if you like don't want to tell nobody, you know, because you've been talking it, talking it down. Like, just sneak on out, go on down Walmart, get them, give you the poke, man, get out the way, you know. Ain't nobody's business. It's better uh-huh. to be alive than dead. Oh yeah, you can still you can still talk down about it, whatever to your whoever whoever you're you're scared, you're embarrassed about how you really want to take it, and for some reason your friend Billy Bob, not you. No, I did I didn't mean to say Billy. Damn, Billy's gonna he's he's Shut really up, mad Billy. <laughs> he's Chad that said that not me. Don't make me bring you. The, I'm gonna I'm gonna do the glove again. <laughs> Oh, this is something you. And you gotta be more careful, Chad. He's not gonna help you out and mute you when things are going. Anyway. Yes, I'm proud of you. You got yours, yeah. <laughs> we want you. We want you here. We need a producer. Good lord. Some of these are gonna go off the rails. Not in really a bad way, but some of these podcasts are gonna get. We just got started. <sighs> really, in the this day. whole situation. <laughs> so Lord, anyway, you know man, go, get the poke, man. Get the poke. Come on, get it. Do it. Do it. Do it. If not for me, do it for Coach Pittman. Think about what he would think about. Do it for Traylon Burks, KJ, Grant Morgan, who came back for a sixth year. He's married. About to go to med school. He came back to play for the Razorbacks. He wants to see you alive and in the stands. Do it for the child that you sit next to during the Razorback (laughs) game that wants to get an autograph from the quarterback that's been a Razorback fan his entire life. Don't let him down, man. Do it for the kids. Do it for the teachers. Do man, it for I, the healthcare work. Hell yeah. I don't know if I got anything else, man. Um, reiteration of sign up for the Fantasy Football League. I'm really excited this year. We're going to have some fun. It's really something cool. We're going to update you this year on it. And it's going to be a fun, fun time. I'm just, I'm really excited about it, so please sign up. It's no cost to get in. It's so. Hey, and uh, go ahead and, and make sure that you subscribe, you like, you comment, you write a review. Help us out, man. We went back to we went back to zero on all that. So help us out and uh, and do that. That'd be the best thing you could do to help spread the news of the podcast. Tell your friends, man. Let them know. Thank you. Start spreading the news. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. For that. I'll tell you what. <laughs> This year is going to be a special year for the Razorbacks. You mark that in your calendar. Woo Pig Suey. Go Hogs.